Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It goes without saying that you are listening to Goes Without Saying with Sefi and Wing. I'm Sefi and I'm with the amazing Wing. Here she is. I'm Wing. Here I am being amazing as usual. And are you in a transformational period? Because apparently everyone is. (laughs) Have you been feeling lost? Have you been feeling like you're growing in directions you've never seen before? Out of control? Well, good thing because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about growth (laughs) phases, transitions, transformational periods, fun, anxiety, security. Security, boredom. This is one of my favourite episodes maybe we've ever done. I've had a great time. I haven't felt much anxiety during it. I feel like we've both been really relaxed during it, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. It does transcend into chaos slightly, but... Or maybe it just begins outright with chaos, which you'll hear in a minute, but let's just get right into it. Here we go. So I'm in love. I need to start with this. Stunning. Yep. Tell the crowd. Tell the audience. I'm in love. I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. Scream it from the rooftops. Who are you in love with? I think everyone's getting really excited now that it's actually like a legitimate person. But it's unfortunately, I have to say, it's just another daydream. It's just another daydream. But I I can't focus on anything else until this love dies. It's kind of perfect off the back of our sexual fantasizing episode, which was honestly a cracker. Went down a storm, may I say. Thanks to everyone who listened. Went down a storm. Thanks to everyone that listened to us honestly expose ourselves in the most embarrassing way ever. As they do every week. (laughs) Yeah, literally, which is the essence of this podcast. (laughs) Ever since then, I started watching a show. It's called Succession, if anyone's seen it. I highly recommend. Change your life. (laughs) Do you recommend it just for this guy or you recommend it in general? I recommend it purely for the guy. I'm actually quite bored of the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's obviously really good. But basically, I, ever since that episode, just went into a complete dark spiral of being it's so in love that I can't focus on anything else. It's so in love that everything else is a bore. Everything else is a drag, a total drag. I don't know who I am, <laughs> honestly. I don't know who I am. I'm like, kind of, I say his name, I'm like sweating. I'm like dying over Go him. on, tell us the name. Give us the name. Okay, I'm going to give you... Well, however you want to tell it, it's fine. It needs a bit of a... Because I said the name to Wing and she was like, who? And it's like, oh, okay, I should have said... <laughs> so, right, how does it... Everyone is familiar with the film Home Alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Everybody is familiar with Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. It's not him. It's not him. I would fucking hope not. <laughs> it's Macaulay Culkin, but it's Kieran Culkin, as in Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, who's in his, I would say, 30s, 40s. Yeah. Who also is in Home Alone as the child that wets the bed. I can't believe that's him. I can't believe that's him. He's in succession and he's like this honestly cheeky 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 boy and i'm obsessed were you describing him as a bit of an evil villain he is 
he he's not who you'd want to know in real life just your type really <laughs> truly truly my type you said he wanked onto a window can i say that <laughs> spoilers for succession <laughs> and i saw that and i thought that's the man for me he's wanking onto that window <laughs> You know when it's just like I think it's the same thing you were saying about Seth Rogen. It's like I need to show up at his door and say, "Fucking Kieran, Kieran Culkin." Honestly, do your worst. Leave me alone. Release me from this. Release me. (laughs) I'm begging you. I'm on my knees begging. You're ruining all my friendships. Yeah, Yeah, you're the only thing I think about Kieran Culkin. God, it's horrible. (laughs) So embarrassing. It's like who is that? You're gonna have to edit this. (laughs) I hope by the time you're editing this, you're like, oh god, I'm over it. But you won't be. I won't be. I won't be. It's a deep, dark one. What's your longest, your longest lasting? Louis Theroux. And that was really bad. Louis Theroux is an endless love for you. I love that. That was about three years of pain. You're over the pain of that though now. Yeah, now I can, I have a sweatshirt that I wear all the time that my friend got me with his face on. So I can wear that without crying. Yeah. But if you got me one now with Kieran's face on, Kieran Culkin. Well, it's almost, I wouldn't do that to you because I don't want to ruin your chances of getting with him, which is the most painful part is because we legitimately think it's going to (laughs) happen. Exactly. That's the problem with James Acaster as well. It's like, I can't even publicly declare my love for him, which oops, I have. Oops. To a few thousand, I'd say. <laughs> this might get edited out. <laughs> so I'm kind of ruining my chances by the second. Yeah, it's a bit too close for home. Close to home. Spider-Man Far From Home. Also, because I'm going to the fucking off-menu live thing. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be there. That's the worst bit. It's going to a Jonas Brothers concert, standing in the back row and leaving just as another fangirl. It's like, shit. It's worse to be in the room. That's why at Reading 2019 or whatever, I had to pretend that the, for the whole thing that I was, what's his name? Alex Turner. <laughs> I had to pretend I was his girlfriend yeah. in my mind because it's too painful to be in the audience. Do I want to know? <laughs> why do you only call me Alex when you're high? <laughs> you were in your little dog yeah, crying honestly. your heart out. Um, well, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I said at the beginning, before we started recording, off the record, I said, just don't ask me how I am. And I said, okay, I'll start it by just saying I'm in love. And then we said, okay, go. Three, two, one, go. And I went, I'm in love. <laughs> like, most chaotic start to a podcast. Just what? Not because I'm particularly bad, but I just, I don't quite know what to say. How am I? I don't really know where to begin. I'm all right. I think I'm just a bit knackered, a bit exhaustedoed, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm thinking it's a bit of a chilled vibe from me. We're recording in the evening, which is quite nice. We never do that. We never do it. And it's because it was like, (laughs) there was a school. (laughs) The reason that we're recording in the evening is because, I mean, today's just got, it's got pushed back and back and back and back all day. It's got progressively worse as the day's gone on, really. I woke up in the morning and it was like literally kids screaming and a man for a microphone, microphone going, everybody red team and go 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 and it was like oh god it's fucking sports day at the school that i live like right behind yeah um so that was a nightmare and then my granny came over which was really nice but (laughs) (laughs) so today's just got a bit um shifted yeah it hasn't gone to plan but it's been great Mm. i'm 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 honestly wrapped up in a little blanket i'm having the time of my life really it's a, it's a very cosy vibe. It is cosy. Time to talk about some transformations, hey? Okay, yeah. So when we were talking about this episode, I said to Sefi, I feel like a transitional growth phase kind of episode will go down a storm because everyone <laughs> and their mother seems to think they're in a growth phase. Are you in a growth I'm just in a growth phase. I'm just in a spiritual awakening. I'm just in my enlightenment phase right now. Just going through a bit of a phase, like growth yeah. changes, big changes in my life. I'm just having a bit of a time. There's a lot going on at the moment. I've got a bit of a funk at the moment. 
moment there's just a lot going on a funk yeah that's what i feel like youtubers always say when they've taken a big leave of absence really for about do, three months they? so i was just in a funk it's like oh jesus this funk i can't tell you how many videos i've watched how i got out of my, my funk. funk all youtubers are living the funky life honestly take me to funky town funky town <laughs> oh my god are you in a transitional funky time or what's going on <laughs> Are you at Funky I'm Town? I'm honestly, it doesn't feel funky, but yeah, I would say I'm in a funk. What about you? Yeah, I'm definitely in a funk. It's chaos. It's chaos. It's thriving on chaos. It's thriving on chaos, but chaos is a ladder, famously. But I don't know. I definitely feel like everything's going wrong. Mm. I did say to you the other day, well, I did say what I always say, which is the veil is very thin right now. Mm. But I also mm. said, do you remember ages ago in an episode I spoke about a crystal that's called Moldavite? that's like everything turns your life upside down we remember yeah i said to wing the other day i was like it does feel like some one of us accidentally purchased something with some moldavite on it well, it feels like everyone suddenly had a Has little moldavite. sprinkle of moldavite it's real like everything's being turned on its head it's like there's definitely moldavite near me and i just know it know it god i'm not crying <laughs> <laughs> that was a burp not a breakdown <laughs> it was kind of i just thought of kieran again and i thought <laughs> gulp <laughs> um so i was thinking my kind of i was kind of thinking that my feelings on this as an episode as a topic as a whole kind of discourse is that really i don't know if i even agree with with like growth phase Mm. like blah 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 just in the way that i think i remember saying this in an episode back when we weren't called what we are called now and i'm not gonna address it but if you've been listening to old episodes then it goes without saying we always say i'm not gonna address it but we always address it elephant in the room also all the episodes are still up (laughs) it's really mortifying all of the episodes where we say hey welcome to beep don't they're all still up it's too much honestly she who shall not be named voldemort in the room yeah i said in an episode it must have been probably like maybe even over a year ago i don't know something along the lines of like when we're in we're having a time we're living a life Mm. and we love to in the midst of an experience try and map out a pretty little title and a chapter for this time in our lives and i think actually what often happens is it's only with hindsight that you can wrap up what that phase was and what that chapter was if if ever someone actually wrote in a message saying something along those lines and i let me try and find it oh you know i'm not gonna be able to find it i'm so sorry i think it was in response to does change and destruction and all of those things does that happen for a reason like is that does that happen for a greater purpose and um the person said it's easy to think that it happens for a greater purpose when you have the luxury of hindsight and you see now how things map mapped out and you can easily say, yeah, well, that was the purpose. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there actually was a purpose. Yeah. It just feels like, okay, everything worked out. That is funny, isn't it? That kind of humans are so uncomfortable with mess that they have to kind of organise and categorise their messy lives. Kind of why we wrote the Bible. Yeah, it's yeah like, quick. It's like, let's come up with the big, we need some sort of overarching moral code. This all feels like a bit of a mess. <laughs> what do you mean we live and we die? No, 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 that's a me- big fat mess. Let's yeah. kind of say that this all is a purpose all kind of reincarnation lovely Mm -hmm. love the whole idea i get to do this again brilliant and even like your you know we talk about hoe phases or your slut phase your hot girl summer or gap year even my gap year my this is my grind time i'm just in my hustle mode like we're constantly trying to tie up and put a little ribbon on where we are right now and 
so much of life just isn't like that. But I love to explore it anyway. But I even think that it goes beyond kind of the social media of like hot girl summer, I'm in my gap year or whatever, I'm in my... My flop era is mine. <laughs> yeah, my flop era, I'm in a hustle, hustle yeah. vibe girl boss, whatever. Even in like society, like big wider things, even like your 20s, your teens, your childhood, mm-hmm. your um, 50s, your 40s, your 70s, what's supposed to happen in these times. It's like, it's all a lie. We've just taken it even further to be like, I'm in this year, I'm dedicating to my career. It's like, d- don't fucking bore me. That's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, really. It's like, in your 30s, you should be having your children. Well, when you think about it, it's kind of Mondays. Yeah. It's like, what even is that? Two o'clock. You made that up. <laughs> the difference between how I behave on a Monday versus how I behave on a Sunday is absolutely insane when you consider the fact that time is just a construct. Yeah, 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 mental. That's crazy. Or like, I'll only have my, I'll only drink alcohol on weekends. Oh my dear Lord. Live a little. Live a little. Or don't drink at all. Yeah, we are silly, silly beings, hey? Or just like, oh, I get, I set my alarm for 6 a.m. every morning. Why? You've literally got work, but why? <laughs> it, but this also gets into just my hatred of like maths, I think, of just like, it's just a numbers thing. I'm just like, shut up, it's fake. I never thought I would be blessed enough to meet someone, no offense, Seffi, but worse than maths than I am. And I think just incrementally, Seffi beats me by a fraction. No, I think, by what, what fraction? <laughs> Two thirds? <laughs> I'd say, but you wouldn't understand. <laughs> simplify that fraction shall we let's expand the bracket i think sefi and i are bonded in that we hate numbers like so deeply it's like can't we just put the string this into a nice sentence why do we have to put a number on i just don't understand anyway just like numbers like prime numbers sounds fake to me get out of your ass prime numbers (laughs) oh my god i can't bear it do you know any prime numbers i've actually my my dad's obsessed with prime numbers like obsessed oh okay well i've i've set you up well there then my dad kind of do i even get into it he has a Buddhist kind of cult. He's not even Buddhist. He has like a psychedelic drug cult. No, psychedelic cult, we'll say. <laughs> oh, he has like a psychedelic kind of farm. Honestly, thing. like no one is surprised. Yeah. They're like, oh, now Sefi makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I really get her now. <laughs> he made these like badges to get in. To, to get into the thing and i'm number like i don't know they're all prime numbers they've all got a number he's of course one. Oh, i actually remember you saying this and i'm number like fucking 47 is that a prime number who the fuck cares if that's a prime number no. but i'm in the 40s or something i don't know um which is funny considering i'm his firstborn child <laughs> 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 joking i picked it i think but um so there's like a big my family are quite obsessed with prime numbers but no i don't fucking know any but why did you pick that number because it had some sort of spiritual flowery it called me i saw it and i just thought that is the number for me superfluous meaning the only way Sefi and i work with numbers is by giving them a very literary meaning back in the day we used to sell these ebooks and we were like i think like three pounds 33 <laughs> like kind of... i'm getting something about two pounds 68 what kind of feeling does that give you <laughs> i'm thinking even numbers only that's ridiculous but i do think the only way because it's true it's like 11 11 oh my god like 11 11 like I, the only way it's like god i can only cope if it's like my lucky number maths for dummies um okay let me think do you have something to say i don't have something to say but i saw something quite funny that someone wrote oh yeah go on well, i'm sorry it's not funny at all it's really sad then they end it's really quite serious and they ended, up, ended it on a joke okay nice my favorite kind of message <laughs> it's really bad now i said it's funny it's not funny they said recovering from ptsd then they wrote terrible but great things <laughs> terrible but, but great, great. yeah <laughs> olivander reference which i did quite like but obviously not funny that you're recovering from ptsd no obviously not yeah goes without saying yeah 
did you bring that up just for the joke or <laughs> yeah i literally brought that for the joke but i mean we could definitely talk about ptsd okay well that's their growth period at the moment yeah as in i just think like that period of recovery because a lot of people were saying things like getting out of an abusive relationship as well and kind of healing from an eating disorder and things like that so yeah the recovery is definitely a period of like extreme growth so you have to go through shit things Mm -hmm. to get to that bit where it's like okay i'm actually feeling a bit more like myself so this was a a kind of thing that we were speaking about a bit on the stories which we do on the stories at seppi and wing on instagram kind of talk about the episode with you lot before we record the episode so that we're this you know using your messages and blah 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 something we were kind of speaking about there was the idea of like is does a growth period have to be voluntary or like can Mm. you can it be forced upon you like do you have to consent to the to the change or is it going to happen to you whether you like it or not that sort of thing i think it's that you have no say over whether it will be inflicted on you but you have a choice whether to grow within yourself like change is inevitable growth is optional Uh But I also think growth is a really interesting concept because I feel like it's very easy for someone to declare that they've grown or that they've changed. How many times have we heard that? I've changed, I've changed, right? Like, I mean, I'm hearing that left, right and centre. I'm growing, I'm growing. Left, right and bloody centre. I can't move for people changing. I don't see any growth here. (laughs) Show me the growth. Yeah, so it's kind of, it's tough, isn't it? Because what's the barometer of growth? You think you've grown. But so I might think that I've grown. But someone close to me might think I've become an asshole. Yeah. Spoiler alert, they do. Like, <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? What does growth mean? You like yourself more? Is that the only thing that matters? Well, the more you like yourself, the more society will hate you. So mm. if you're measuring growth in society's terms of like more success, more money, more kind of confidence, even mm-hmm. more blah, 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 like more friends, more love, all of this stuff. I don't know, your barometer's off slightly because it's always going to be tailored slightly towards capitalism Mm. and, like, this idea that you must, as an individual, be the best. But I think the biggest kind of personal growth of, like, actually learning to like yourself is about kind of shedding that ego and actually being, like, am I okay with who I am? Not the facade version of myself, not, like, the mirror version of myself that everyone can see and Mm -hmm. everyone can have an opinion on. Do I, in myself, sitting in a room, no kind of bullshit around me, do I like who I am? And society's not going to like you if the answer to that yes Mm -hmm. do you think we need to be pushed through like quote-unquote chaotic experiences to get that self-esteem i don't know i don't know it definitely helps do you think it doesn't hurt maybe to be put through an experience as in do we need to be pushed out of our comfort zone at least yeah you absolutely need to be pushed out of your comfort zone i just hate the thing that you need to go through negative or like unpleasant experiences to grow like exactly, I think that's yeah. like oh god what a fucking shit world like there's definitely no fucking god then <laughs> like that's a fucking <laughs> yeah, joke that settles it yeah let's create a species that they need to suffer in order to become good it's like yeah. jesus okay well and also kind of analyzing people's suffering as a marker of their growth mm-hmm. is kind of um horrible yeah it's just yeah you didn't need to go through that yeah it's not a just thing but i also agree like i've seen some transitions in people that have been through the shittest things and it's like almost because it does just shed the ego and the storyline the narrative of you and your life when you do go through absolute trauma Mm, yeah it's like you are just you're open to things in a different way because you're not attached to actually no i'm i'm attached to this bullshit the old self well it's true yeah how do you bring on a new self you have to ditch the old one first at least parts of it surely 
But I think maybe most people, maybe we're not that keen, really, like innately to, shared. to sh- shift our old self. I don't think it doesn't come that naturally. Do you feel like you're quite comfortable with change or is it something you still resist? I do really quite love a mm. bit of change. Go on. I think I stopped hating. I, used, I remember saying, I, I just don't want anything to change. I don't want anything to change when I was like 10. Mm. And I think that was because my, I could feel my period had begun and I could feel in my womb that my parents were going to be divorcing imminently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. taken out of town and strung along on a crazy journey but I think once you go through a little well for me anyway I think once I've gone through a little bit of change and it's kind of the classic thing of with hindsight you look back and think okay well that panned out and it's fine I'm a, a bit more welcoming now to change I actually look forward to it but maybe that's also because if I'm miserable I'm like yeah well I'd love to change it <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, I'm yeah. happy to change yeah yeah um because I'm not that ecstatic although I am I'm feeling quite good and also like in a great place goes without saying blah 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 but even when I'm feeling good I'm always quite excited for the possibility of change for the new thing yeah yeah what about you and saying that though let me just quickly add I do still like to have a lot of control over the mess which obviously doesn't work in this universe at least for me if you've got a big control over life and everyone and blah blah, blah let me know how you're doing it but also like being comfortable in the illusion of stability like if there's no such thing as stability in this world and if you do still believe in stability you're a laughing stock not gonna lie <laughs> I'm joking. Oh my god! I only stopped believing in stability what, six months ago. I think I think it was incorrect during coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, oh, so yeah. all of the structures are fake. Yeah, not just some of them. All of the structures here are fake. Mm-hmm. But it only took one virus to prove that. <laughs> yeah, the, having the illusion of that is comfortable. Like I, I'm not gonna say no to just like an illusion of God, you're settled right now. It's like, oh, that sounds nice, bro. But even if I know, okay, this could be shattered in an instant. Right, and it's also kind of, of course, I'd be willing to have change of course I'd be more welcoming of change when it's like oh move here or do this and it's not like this person that you love is gonna die this thing that you have is gonna get ruined this thing that you have doesn't exist anymore it's like yeah of course you're gonna be more you know change is nice when it's an addition it's not when it's exactly uh, um, a subtraction to get mathematical yeah yeah the great destroyer yeah truly and the tower card when it's being like an abundant change rather than like a lacking change. Mm. But I definitely think my parents splitting up at an early age or like as in, in an early age in my life, not even primary school age, definitely uh, it acclimatizes you to change quite early. You have this illusion of stability of like, this is all fine. And then it's like, whoop, whip the fucking carpet from under you. Nope, life has changed. And it's like, okay, so now um, I will never feel settled again. So <laughs> I will always welcome change in that way. Mm-hmm. Just on the note of divorce. <laughs> <laughs> We've been promising the parents in divorce episode for so long. It turns out it's now. Have we not done that? We did it a bit in Christmas, right? Oh, did we? We did like problematic families. Oh yeah, we did. We I did. think it's like your grandma woke up and chose violence or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your grandma woke up and chose violence. Stunning. Yeah. She might even be racist. I don't know if that's in the title. Or like she might even be homophobic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but it's definitely some sort of... It's like, why your turf grandma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why your evil grandma worst person alive <laughs> but yeah on the note of divorce as is every episode it goes out saying it seems i remember you saying before oh my parents got divorced at an early age and i always thought my parents got divorced when i was quite old but we were the same age you and i roughly yeah probably, we were like year six no year yeah year 
five, I was in year five. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really old. Really? Is that kind of relative to the people around you? Is in no, none of my friends' parents had got split up, so I was like, oh my god, oh, really? I'm the first. Yeah, so I thought I was, I was the first. Oh. But I don't know if people around you were also had gone through that. Then it's almost like, oh well, this is old news. This happens all the time. Mm. Whereas I kind of perceived it as like I've gone through the hugest trauma, which at the now is like no. But at the time, it was like, oh my god, why me? Why me? I think I just also felt like I was a hundred years old. Yeah, you're quite an old. So grandma, I'm the I'm the evil grandma who chose violence. <laughs> Wing is everybody's racist grandma. It's me. <laughs> no, but I would say you're quite an old. I always have said this about you. You're. I see you as an owl. Mm, a lot of people do. You're not the first. You've got an old presence. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> is that not nice? I think that's really nice. Um. Well, am I kind of kind of weak and feeble? And I'm about to kind of conk out. I kind of need a hip replacement, which I do. By the <laughs> my hips click with every step not a joke so haven't you already have had a hip replacement no but i was born without hip sockets <laughs> so she really is an old soul and an old body <laughs> hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. No, but I do think you have a a, a wisdom about your wise energy, mm. and almost you're not bothered with this. You're not bothered mm. with this shit. It's almost <laughs> like you do have an old an older presence. That's why I like having you, my little puppy, to kind of run around my feet, bring the energy. <laughs> I think I'm quite a new soul. If we're talking, you definitely just got here. Yeah. Oh my god, I am literally newborn. <laughs> This energy is not normal. Ever you go up to a tree. What's that? Snip, snip, snip. Oh my god, what's going on? Snip, snip, snip. Kieran Culkin. What's going on in his trousers? Piss all over him. Kieran Culkin. Wanking on a window. Oh my god. Oh my god. Not normal. I honestly, the amount of energy I wake up, I operate in the world with the amount of energy that's actually like quite worrying. It's obscene. It's absolutely obscene. It's like, I'm going to explode one of these days. I love it. 
I love it so much. God, I've gone quite red just thinking about Kieran. Fuck. Oh, I mean, I love it for you, but... Next week it will be done. Sorry, sorry, guys, this episode is kind of going to be kind of... There are going to be splatterings of Kieran throughout, I'm sure. <laughs> Next week it will be gone. Honestly, it's not even sprinkles. It's splattering. It's like English literature. Why did she... The choice of word there. Splattering. <laughs> splattering. It's too much. Says it all. Okay, this message I really liked. Also, lots of people were saying this. Um, or, you know, something in a similar vein. But this person said, I'm currently realising that I have nothing in common with my childhood best friends. It's just really interesting, I think, how much we measure where we are by contrast to the people that we are surrounded with because of course we would kind of it's okay i'm a human being so how do i evaluate how i'm doing as a human being well let me just take a look at the other human beings and my fellow human beings and that's why the internet is dangerous because like oh kylie jenner's what fucking 17 or something it's like oh my jesus what like billy eilish is like 10 10 years old fuck yeah. <laughs> okay like i really like also just in relation to friends something that my therapist said recently which i just thought was great mm. she said and i said this to you Safi, so you've already heard this is old news to you but i thought it was great she was saying that in your life it's such a blessing that you are in control about what you choose to bring with you you have the choice to travel light <sighs> travel light. light take what you need and go Go, go, go. Travel light. How beautiful is that? Just such a beautiful sentiment. Travel light. Pack up, honestly, a duffel, fucking duffel bag of shit or whatever (laughs) Bobad says. Yeah, bigger motherfucking duffel bag of shit. Travel light, but turns out all you're taking is a duffel bag of shit. But I just thought it's such a common thing with ageing and also just shifting like out of school. You went to uni, you didn't go to uni, you come out of uni, you know, just friendship, I think, in general is just a big big old thing isn't it so profound so friendship is a big thing (laughs) it's huge hey there's a big show i heard it's called friends you might like it if you're into that theme no idea what that's about i think james corden's in it now (laughs) (laughs) nice that's great nice well done what was i gonna say you're still hung up on james corden (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like how can i get kieran into that how can i turn how can i twist this conversation to be about kieran i could have seen macaulay culkin in friends kind of playing gunther no but i mean like at the time like really yeah not as one of the friends but like kind of ben one of ben's mates like that sort of thing one of ben's mates yeah but that's cody (laughs) yeah i know i'm just saying like the role's taken (laughs) by dylan sprouse Not Dylan, Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Sorry, this has got so convoluted now in Friends. <laughs> also talking about Friends, it's like, how old How old are we? I definitely also think with that is comparing yourself to your childhood friends is very different, I think, comp- than comparing yourself to your family or acquaintances from work or your current friends that you're friends with from uni or your friends from fucking down the pub or that you sit on a sofa in Central Park with, whatever. Mm. But your childhood friends, it's like, okay, no, you've known these people for years and most likely... I don't I don't know if I'm kind of different in this or I don't know if this is like the universal experience but all my childhood friends we've all gone on to do quite different things and we have quite different life experiences now we all went to different uni some didn't go to uni um we're all doing very different things one of my best oldest friends is having a fucking baby like six months pregnant congrats Con- honestly big congrats but it's like we're all in such different places that I mean to compare to them it's a minefield mm-hmm. it's like to compare to them it's like god we're in such different places that it's almost incomparable right yeah so it's quite liberating in that way it's almost the people who could be really similar to you but there are just some yeah. key details that have just slightly shifted off course i think that's why leaving uni's hard that's a bit harder mm-hmm. go on leaving uni's hard i feel because you often um well, me and you have really grown apart since leaving uni honestly <laughs> 
Don't even know. I was going to say, don't even know your middle name, but I do. You don't have one. (laughs) I don't have one. Leaving uni, the second you have graduation, it's almost like this cohort of people thrown into the world. And it's almost like you've been like, you're at the same stage in life for three years. Mm. You're all students at the same place and you've very much had this identity. Then it's suddenly like, right, now all go fend for yourselves. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, where things get tricky comparison wise, because then you're in the thing that you're in with your childhood friends, where it's like, right, we're all going to do different things now. Yeah, well, it's true. The liberating thing about childhood childhood friends is that they or the difference there is that you know they've got an attachment or at least an understanding of your old self and that may have gone that may have changed that may still be the same and you just you know whatever you might be really similar to what they first were introduced to when you were 10 years old haven't changed a bit you could be a completely different person who knows but with like uni friends for example or like adult friends or friends even from like um, like secondary school, like high school, whatever, like your teenagers and on, these people don't necessarily have or think, these people don't necessarily think that they have an attachment to an old self. Yeah, yeah. They think they met the the real, not real you, but... The final form. They think they met you fully evolved, but you're a, like Charizard. Or, you know. <laughs> you're an Eevee, you're not an Eevee evolution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You haven't, maybe you have reached your final form, maybe they have reached their final form, but when people think or you entered the friendship under the premise that you weren't going to change i think that is so fucking true that when you meet people at kind of 18 19 there's an idea that okay yeah i'm meeting you as an adult you've done your growing you've done all of this you might grow alongside them for a few years too yeah and that i think i think you do because Mm -hmm. i don't know what was your i was going to ask you what was your big your biggest transitional period because i i think uni is just such a big one i was almost thinking with uni actually that i could have been not physically growing that's the literally the complete opposite of what i mean but i could have been growth spurt yeah the famous first year growth spurt (laughs) (laughs) i could have been mentally or like emotionally stagnant more stagnant but because i'm under the guise of oh you've done your first year you've done all these terms you've done these modules you've done these essays blah 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 that you've given so many markers of progression that you well for at least for me i think i didn't have to worry too much about how i'd grown whereas now since leaving uni with every year that passes it's literally not even been two but (laughs) especially and also pandemic in the mix that is obviously all a nightmare but like more than ever now i'm i'm trying to judge i'm judging myself more than ever i think i'm marking up I'm trying to tally up. How have you grown this year? Have you done enough? And before, I don't think I did that in the same way because I had the security of just in my subconscious thinking, well, you've done like 20 essays. You've done... Do you know what I mean? Like It's more unconscious. You've had grades back. Yeah, you think you're growing anyway. And it's kind of more invisible because I think you're alongside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're alongside people. But I think that's when you look at a photo of yourself from like five years ago. You're like, oh my God, I was a different person. Absolutely. Also, because at the age that we're at now, it's that weird thing where... I don't know if this is going to make any sense but throughout our whole life so say you're 17 we're with you we're listening yeah say you're 17 you can mark your growth because three years ago you look like a fucking child absolutely yeah so you can very easily mark your mark your change because you're growing you're growing boobs you're doing a you're doing a whole thing you don't fit in the same clothes anymore yeah you're literally physically changing and now we're in that weird spot where we're not aging from like 30 to 40 do you know what i mean mm. we're, we're in this weird spot now where there's not actually a lot of physical change going on so it's almost how do you really mark your development when you're not physically developing in any way in any way so it's like me at the beginning of uni and 
me at the me and now two years out of uni I don't really look very physically different it's harder to measure than being like right okay from year nine to year 11 I made a big jump it gives the illusion of a bigger change when you know in one instance you're a child and then the next you're not or you know you you just look at you look really different or even in a few years oh and now I have wrinkles and I look yeah. different my skin texture is different my face looks different mm. and all of this stuff I've had Botox <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're laughing because we have this joke that <laughs> we're going to get rich and turn up really like kind of, um, I'm moving my face, but you can't see, but we're going to be fuller to the max. I don't know if this we ever said this in an episode, but we were saying like, we better not get successful and rich from this because we will be <laughs> so fucking surgery. We'll be unrecognisable. Yeah. We'll be unrecognisable. Don't be alarmed. Do you see us in the reels? Unrecognisable. <laughs> it's just these like absolute like plastic face girls like, so do not text your top. <laughs> Toxic ex. <laughs> we can't even move. Dump him. <laughs> like, can't speak. Taylor Swift famously once said, mm. I can't actually really remember it, but she obviously said it really beautifully. And I'm going to butcher it. But it was kind of, it was about one of her songs. It's actually in the folklore um disney plus session you should watch it oh stunning so stunning but she was i think it's in that and she's saying how once a lot of people you know you're in school it's a lot of unconscious you know growth and challenges and blah 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 success those sorts of things as soon as you leave school or education or whatever you're thrown out into quote unquote the real world my favorite phrase love when people keep saying that you're in the real world you're in the real (laughs) world world. don't take me here i do not want to go to that place yeah what (laughs) that's the last place i want to go why is this where i ended up i like the fake world kicking and screaming i'll go to the real world but she says once you leave taylor says my queen <laughs> she says once you leave school and you're out of education there are not as many opportunities for you to get the pat on the back or the a star yeah. or you're not being graded the clap in the audience yeah you're not being graded and you're not being you're not giving the praise anymore it's, it becomes much harder to get recognition for what you've done mm. That is so fucking true. Been chewed up and spat out. Oh my God, totally. Because also the things that you were rewarded for at school and like in your youth even were like, you did a very shitty performance at the talent show, but everyone's well done for trying, well done for trying. Absolutely. Or you got kind of a not that good grade or you did your homework and things like that. But now it's like, no, you never, ever, ever get rewarded for like trying now. You have to succeed. Well, now it's like, oh, you didn't kill yourself. No one cares. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. No one fucking cares. You're trying your hardest. Because it's like, yeah, you and everyone else. Exactly, yeah. You're trying your fucking hardest and no one cares. To now, to get a pat on the back, it's not enough just to show up. It's like, no, you've got to do a marathon. You've got to lose three stone. You've got to be Billie Eilish. You have to be a prodigy. Yeah. You've got to write your first novel at age 19, like... (laughs) really un really uncool reference like mary shelley wrote frankenstein when she was 19 it's like so out of touch <laughs> it's kind of you writing your letter to your 10 year old self saying if you're not a doctor who what are they called companion that's the word i couldn't i, I was saying that to my boyfriend last night but no i didn't want to be a companion oh. i didn't want to be a doctor's assistant i think is the term you're looking for <laughs> I thought it was the doctor's companion. I think it's the doctor's assistant, but it could be a companion. Oh, well, my boyfriend was saying last night, doctor's assistant, and I was like, you're wrong, but I guess I'm just an idiot. I mean, maybe maybe me and your boyfriend <laughs> are wrong on that. No, I, you're probably right. You're definitely right. Yeah, you would know, wouldn't you, because you wrote the letter. <laughs> <laughs> you're the doctor. You're the who head around here. You're the Whovian. 
so embarrassing. If anyone doesn't know that story, when I was like, I don't know, 14, I was younger, I was like eight, I wrote myself a letter being like, if you're not in Doctor Who by the time you're 13, just give up. And I'd underlined, just give, give up. up. And I hid it behind my wardrobe. And lo and behold, not in Doctor Who, am I? Was never in that. But it's a success story because she didn't give up. She kept trying. And we're happy to announce that she'll be in the new series of Doctor Who, starring Jodie Whittaker and Stephanie <laughs> Deacon. <laughs> dream role dream oh my god <laughs> role of a lifetime role of a lifetime i am jodie whittaker's companion <laughs> i'm going in that tardis. that would be stunning god you know i'd love nothing more kind of do i write the egg <laughs> please i'm all over it please stunning it's kind of there's a love scene <laughs> it opens oh, it opens i will scene. only do it if kieran's in it <laughs> love scene we've written it opens up black screen sprinkles up to me and kieran standing there in the tardis Oh, Jodie's there. Uh, Come on, guys. We've got to get moving. It's kind of um, Macaulay Culkin's mum in Home Alone, but she says, Kieran! <laughs> instead of Kevin! <laughs> Literally, keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> Does that always say it's all Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, not keep the change? No, it's keep the change. You filthy... No, it's Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and there's something about keep the change. I don't know what that is. There's a bit in Home Alone 2 where it goes, get down on your knees and tell me you love me and they go we love you do you know is that what kieran says that <laughs> no 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 kieran's oh. like four in it kieran's he's like i don't want to get in the bed with him he wears the bed and then it just cuts <laughs> yeah. to kieran's face and he's like little cheeky smile real cutie pie but i can't believe that's him yeah you know, i was quite annoyed when i found out that was him it does kind of ruin it why annoyed well it does ruins it he's a child <laughs> He's allowed a lie. <laughs> no, but okay, so you find a fit guy that you're obsessed with, who by the way who's not that fit, but you're obsessed with a guy. It's kind of the equivalent of going on his Facebook profile and scrolling way back and seeing things that should just never be seen. You see them in like a sort of a football shirt. In a little waistcoat at the two thousand and eight prom. <laughs> the number of times i've done that as well i've done it with you i often do that whenever i'm talking to someone i'll then find them on facebook well it's a good way to put yourself off quickly humble yourself it's like them in a spiked up gelled hair with flames on their t-shirt such a time so bad um I like this one. Someone said, I moved country, had to live with people I couldn't stand, but had some close friends. We got into astrology, which was eye-opening, mm. into my personality aspects and understanding myself as a whole and the psychology of why people are the way they are. Also, this is all in the question boxes. This is a one, two, three, four situation. Actually, it's a five situation. Mm-hmm. Also, I learned that people's actions, etc., are usually just a projection of themselves, not a reflection of yourself. Mm-hmm. Really like that for a few things. I quite loved the mention of astrology because I kind of do think as much as I am torn between it being bullshit and being like the Bible itself, <laughs> I do think it is such a great way to like get into so what are my personality traits? How do I fit mm-hmm. within this world? Oh, here's my charts. Like, I do love that. I do think it's quite transitional. A lot of messages about people having their Saturn returns. Oh, really? You know the podcast Saturn Returns? I think that's a great name for a podcast. Um, What's the podcast about? I think it's about like being in your late 20s, early 30s. Mm, okay, that's yeah, kind of I do gist. like that. I don't love it. It gives me the similar vibe of what we we used to be called and it freaks me out. I like the art for it. Anyway, it's not advertising. <laughs> it's not promo for every other podcast but ours. Yeah, go on. We love astrology. Well, that's the thing is I do love astrology. Yeah, completely. But I'm also, I love astrology in the way that I love um, The Sims or like even veganism. It's like I'm happy to never talk about it to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy for it to be a private thing and just watch my little Let's Plays and watch my little Plumbella and just eat my little veggie sausage and keep it to myself totally yeah it's not an identity thing it's just a, it's just kind of i 
label check co-star every day yeah exactly well it's like i'll follow this like a religion but if you don't that's absolutely fine that's funny as well that 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 doesn't work the other other way if you don't like astrology as soon as you find out someone does like astrology it's like oh you're mental you fucking psycho (laughs) yeah well it's kind of the same thing with vegans it's like if you don't like a vegan if you're a vegan usually you're not desperate to talk talk about it but if you aren't a vegan you're usually desperate to talk about how much you hate vegans i think that's really flipped over the past few years absolutely because it was an identity thing to start off with i think the militant vegan is dead she is no more no no i met some recently really can you tell i met some and i thought god am i in 2014 what happened no i can't tell but i did they have little mustache tattoos (laughs) (laughs) they were listening to why do you only call me when you're high (laughs) (laughs) they were saying call me maybe (laughs) (laughs) no no they were it wasn't even i met some militant vegans it was just i experienced kind of militant veganism and i was like okay like this used to be me like back Mm. in eight years ago when i went vegan i was like that's a fucking long time Sophie. that's insane also um yeah it's a long time but also do you remember i was on the phone to wing once i don't know if you remember this but i was on the phone Mm. walking around london and i got to a coffee shop and i was like wait can i just um hang up for a second i just want to go buy a coffee i do remember this wasn't a coffee i can't drink coffee because my energy levels they don't come down for hours so it was a tea (laughs) so i went into the (laughs) coffee shop and i was like hey it was actually a gail's bakery everyone knows gail's bakery Mm -hmm. stunning i'm still outraged at this i was so shocked um it's not even rude but it was just mental no it's actually not a big deal we really well it was just like god i've gone into i'm actually in doctor who turns out i am the star of doctor who and the tardis took me like back five years ago mm-hmm. i went in and i was like is anything vegan here like can i get anything that's vegan and he was kind like of pointing at the baked goods kind of pointing oh they're lovely cinnamon swirl maybe i'll get a little <laughs> treat whilst i get my tea um and i was like oh, is any of this vegan and he was this guy was like uh i think the sparkling water <laughs> and i just literally thought that told you ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. I haven't heard that joke in eight years. I'm going to talk about this on my podcast. Yeah, I just thought I haven't heard the joke of uh, maybe you can have some of the water in eight years. Yeah. In London too. In London. It's barbaric. It was barbaric actually. It's wizard's dress. And I went, <laughs> I'll just have a tea with oat milk please. And he went, we don't have oat milk. And I thought, where am I? <laughs> Fucking hell. Where am I? <laughs> what is this hellscape? I was like, just soy milk, please. And they did have soy milk. Oh my um, God. And I came out, out and got on the phone to bring you're not gonna believe the joke this guy just made (laughs) it was outrageous so we love astrology so i love that this girl got into astrology well that's kind of the spiritual awakening enlightening thing what was the end point that she said something about um that you realize that other people's what they say about you is just a reflection of themselves yeah I love that. It's such a radical lesson to learn. I think you learn that one over and over and over and over. Yeah. If you ever wonder why I've got not your type in my Instagram bio, it's purely a defense mechanism that I have to tell myself. It's not a note to anybody else but myself as like a disclaimer of like, you're not here to be liked. Yeah. You really, yeah. the last thing you're here to do is to be palatable and convenient and likeable and nice and small and quiet. And everybody's type. And everybody's type, yeah, exactly. So stunning, it's so stunning. But I think that is a lesson that you hear a lot. You hear that phrase. Be yourself. Yeah, or kind of whatever people say, if they say nasty things about you, it's more on them than it is about you. It says Mm. way more about them than it says about you. Even not even the horrible things. Just the way that people act is not personal. That's so true. I don't even know whether we've said... I think this is an old episode. I mean, we've recorded so many fucking 
talking episodes now, but at some point we said that everything that people do is just them trying to validate their own life decisions through you. Absolutely. It's actually crazy when you realise it's like people that live a certain way are desperate for you to live that way too because they need to convince themselves that they're doing the right thing. And that isn't like people that are miserable are doing it. It's every single person. It's what we said at the beginning about, you know, if your existence here on Earth is as a human being, you will without a doubt be looking to the other human beings to just get the general gist of, okay, what's the consensus of what goes on here on Earth? Am I following the general routine? Is this pattern okay? Am I following the trends? Yeah, is this all right? Am I doing well, Mm -hmm. A-star? Or am I operating more at a CD level? Mm -hmm. Someone going to tell me? But there's also that thing of don't look for advice from anyone whose life you wouldn't want. And there's a bit of me that thinks, yeah, that is really true. Well, I do think it's true, but I also think it's really dangerous because it's like, there are loads of people that I think are amazing whose lives I wouldn't want, but I still think they're incredibly wise. Not even the specifics of their life. It's like, I'm not going to take your advice because I actually don't like the clothes in your wardrobe and I think your boyfriend's a dick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But more so, like, even, you know, if you don't necessarily want their life, you know, I don't like your sofa, so I wouldn't want their life. It's almost, do you respect respect their life? better can you admire them the way that they live it's so fucking true because i do think a lot of people are out here taking advice from people that they don't fucking even respect well it's hard not to i believe the first thing i hear if someone tells me i'm doing a bad job at something it's gonna be hard to convince me otherwise oh my god yeah absolutely you know what i mean absolutely goes without saying (laughs) life isn't kind of put into this weird thing of people i respect people i don't respect Uh it's like i kind of think everyone's doing quite well right that's why i think the would you want their life thing almost not even life but it's like the decisions you're making do i do i think they're good decisions your mindset do i trust your mindset because some people i know i just think you make the you make the opposite decisions that i would make mm-hmm. like whenever you're faced with a crossroads you go the opposite way you choose the other other option that i would not have chosen yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah okay so something that we asked on a story on a story on we've got an alt account (laughs) (laughs) on a story we wrote a short story (laughs) (laughs) on the stories we and we i mean we talk about this all the time off the pod we've probably spoken about it on the pod too and i actually Mm. think this conversation for us came from i think you heard this from bobo listening to bobo and flex (sighs) is that correct it probably is i don't know what you're gonna say but if it's wise it's probably from bobo (laughs) absolutely so it's we i don't think we've even given bobo and flex enough credit in our lives so maybe we should just take a moment now to (sighs) be like we would not exist as a podcast without them i don't think i'd exist as a human (laughs) they're they're amazing i mean it's wild it's absolutely wild and if you've got this far listening to this podcast without listening to Bobo and Flex we'll consider ourselves lucky because the minute you listen to one of theirs you're never coming back here yeah honestly you're a goner <laughs> you're a goner I think honestly stop this now if you've never heard of Bobo and Flex just stop this now mm-hmm. and go over type in Bobo and Flex into I assume you're on Spotify but if you're on Apple Podcasts like me go to Apple Podcasts Bobo and Flex <laughs> and watch your life just change before your very eyes I believe it was Bobo who said and I know you really like this which is also where the kind of first inklings of this episode came to be bobo said in life you either there are two options you either get Mm. fun and severe anxiety or stability and security but extreme boredom or like apathy i don't know if this was bobo part of me thinks this was us that came up with this but then that could just be that's kind of classic you (laughs) i kind of think didn't we say that but maybe it literally is in bobo and flex (laughs) it's definitely bobo i think Remember her saying, you know, I'm choosing to have fun, but I'll be anxious. Remember that? Love the sound. Yeah. You don't remember that? I remember us talking a lot about stability and anxiety. And this came from Bobo, yeah. Fun and boredom. Yeah, well, the brilliant Bobo once again. She strikes <laughs> again. 
<laughs> take my word for it. it came from Bobo. Anyway, but yeah, and I know that you, I mean, you in particular really like that. It's probably why you don't remember it came from Bobo because it's just embedded into your soul now. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, the crux. Sevi and I keep joking that we keep saying, the crux of it is, the crux of it is. By the end of the episode, there's like a million cruxes going around. Honestly, in the last episode that went out, we said, so I think the crux of it is about, honestly, five times. There can't be five cruxes. <laughs> the crux inherently means the centre of it. The final bottom line. Oh my God. You can't say that five times in an episode. Honestly. But the crux, one of the cruxes is. But if, yeah, one of the many cruxes will be, I can't remember now, what was I saying? Bobo, stability and anxiety. Honestly, got memory loss. You know, say goodbye to your memories. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, are you me? Literally. You've got memory loss. Aha. Uh-huh. So on the stories, the majority of people said that they would choose to have fun and anxiety. Mm. But I don't agree. Yeah. I, I beg to I differ. Beg to differ. You would, unless we have the coolest group around us, which I'm sure we do. I absolutely think we do have the coolest group. But I also think on a societal level, and I guess this is more like, oh, this is a kind of capitalist thing, I think, as well. I think we're kidding ourselves to say, to declare that we would choose fun and severe anxiety mm-hmm. over just following what everyone else does because which is security and boredom yeah if we're going to be marks and angles about it then yeah which we are which we you're are se- you're secure but you're bored you have the illusion of being secure <laughs> but yeah, you're bored yeah do you agree were you shocked at that I wasn't shocked that that's what people said because I was I either thought maybe we do have this group of people that are living this like super fun but anxious life which I think would would in society's terms look like an alternative lifestyle mm-hmm. to be having that life. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't shocked but then I also think there's a level of potentially we're all kind of kidding ourselves. You're going to use the D word, delusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say delusion but I think because i'm including myself in the in the delusion well, that's the thing if we're coming for them we're coming for us we're coming for us oh my god the whole thing is coming for us always goes about saying after all this time always o- goes out saying yeah. every episode that we're always including ourselves in this that we are living the delusion life it's a self-drag i think we actually do seek the stability or the illusion of stability more than we know more than we think like we are actually it's much more comfortable to live in boredom and stability than it is to live in fun and anxiety it's like that is to be living more in that or to prefer that you have to be living radically like you'll be getting a lot of confirmation from society that you're doing a crazy thing you are actively choosing to subvert the norm which i think it's not um that's kind of you've gone and bought a van and you're going around and it's like you've got no money <laughs> this is Sophie's dream at the moment can we get her to do that i would love for you to buy a van i had just a bit of a fancy last year not last week i mean <laughs> yeah last week oh. i <laughs> sorry <laughs> What came over you? You're a real time lord. Last week. <laughs> I haven't been in Paris for the past week. <laughs> I didn't just get back from 1920. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Just being in a, having an affair with kind of Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> yeah. Just been at the Blitz. Just been hanging out on the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> oh my God. That tweet that I loved. Did a Sistine... You're telling me a Sistine built this chapel? <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Yeah, that You're is telling good. me a Sistine, Sistine built this built chapel? chapel? So good. But yeah, you'd have to be living an alternative lifestyle to actually prefer the fun and anxiety one because it's almost like, what does that actually look like? Because I don't think... Because in my mind, I think, well, we're living a fun and anxiety life. We, we're, we're doing a podcast, blah, blah, blah. 
but it's like that's actually not that fucking crazy it's not like we live this crazy life we not at all actually are kind of choosing stability and boredom yeah within yeah but it's kind of who who defines the perimeters of stability and fun and boredom yeah it's kind of loads of people would think we're weirdos and loads of people would think we're so normy and boring that's i guess the beauty of human beings i guess sorry my boyfriend's saying that the burger is a bean burger so do i want it because they don't have a fake meat do you want that a bean burger not fake meat i've said yes but then really? he said would you he said i can stop somewhere else on the way back if you would rather a kfc and would you like, would i rather the kfc yeah you know what? i feel like you would rather that yes please kfc something someone said to my boyfriend the other day what does your girlfriend do and he said so you know the burger king vegan whopper <laughs> She eats those <laughs> at an alarming rate. Um, that is so okay. funny. That is great. That, I know. What does your girlfriend do? So you know the vegan Whopper? <laughs> I would think you'd be more the vegan Royale than the vegan Whopper. Well, so would I, but I'm just... When they say flame grilled, boy, oh boy. No, honestly, I'm loving the vegan Whopper these days. I think because look, the Royale was always my order... But I just didn't know how good this Whopper would... T- I'm really honestly in love with that. By the way, I know it's plant-based and not vegan. You can come from... Look, you're lucky I'm not eating ribs at this point, honestly. What does that mean? What do you mean it's plant-based, not vegan? I've eaten it. Uh... That's worrying. What's in it that's not vegan? No, there's nothing in it that's not vegan. I think it's just... There's, like, leather. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? What? <laughs> there's definitely a bit of leather in it. What do you mean it's plant-based, not vegan? Kind of my heart rate's going up. Um. Well, I think just legally they say that it's plant-based. Oh, that's just to cover some shit. Do you see the two different types of vegans here? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, look, we're ordering from Burger King, so to be expected. Mine's like, I'll start projectile vomiting because I've got like major issues from childhood of never eating a piece of meat in my life. Yeah. So I'll start being sick if I find out there was a bit of egg in that. Blessed. Honestly, not lucky you're blessed. <laughs> it's okay, he said. Thank you. Thank you so much. God, that's fun. Yum. I want to have a vegan Whopper. Maybe I should go and go. Oh my God, no, I've got Beyond Burger here. Beyond Burgers here. Yum. That's fun. Yum. See, the, you do like a fake meat, a meaty meat. I'm getting into it more. I'm, I definitely am yeah. getting into it. In the last year, I've got quite... I'm dipping my toes in the in the pool of fake meats. Even last year of uni, you were into it with me. Yeah, true. I usually... I think I pushed you out of your comfort zone, hey? Do you know what scares me when people are like, oh, this just tastes so much like meat? I'm literally like... Yeah, that's true. Face. Yeah. When people are like, oh God, you can't even tell the difference. It's like, that's literally the worst thing you could say to me. Because I think, what if it's been switched? I do remember once I was getting a burrito. Exactly, yeah. Once I was getting a burrito in... Um... Is it called La Chosa? Mm, that place, yeah, yeah. In Brighton. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong, so so sorry. It's pink and it always smells of fish, that place. Right, well, I went there and got a burrito and I was shitting myself because it had beans in it, but I was really convinced that it was like some sort of meat, like pate, like a blended meat. That is terrifying, yeah. And not just like, oh, I'm having like chicken. Is like, oh fuck, I've gone back to meat and I'm having the worst kind. I'm having quite an extreme form of meat. I'm having foie gras. I was also kind of gutted that I was like, God, I've broken my streak by accident. Do you know what I mean? Just in that kind of sense, it was quite gutting. But I didn't. It was I was completely wrong. I was being paranoid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, Jonas Brothers paranoid. It was a bean. It was all a bean. Well, that's the vegan segment of the show. Um- <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that was over. <laughs> What are you having for dinner? Do you like fake meat or are you more of a beanburger girl? Would love to know. Would you rather go to KFC or would you rather have the vegan Whopper? I would rather 
What time are we on? Out of curiosity. We're on over an hour, an hour and three. Whoa. But go on, what would you rather? I, let's let it run. Let's. This thing's got legs. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep this thing going. I could go all night. Um, What did you say? Would I rather have the KFC or the vegan Whopper? Or just like, which? what would be your go-to vegan burger right now? Well, it really depends. But at the moment, it is the vegan Whopper. I'm loving it. I think because my chicken burger... Growing up, I would always get the chicken burger, my chicken sandwich meal, etc., etc. Mm. I have to tell you what mine is after this because it's actually embarrassing, but go on. Was yours a fillet of fish? I didn't eat fish. Absolutely not. It was vegetarian from like age like four. I love that. I think that's embarrassing. <laughs> was you it said it's really embarrassing. Fish? I said, is it ordering a fish burger at McDonald's? What was it? I would get... Sorry, I'll let you finish afterwards, but this is too embarrassing. No, I don't care to finish. Go on. Me and my sister, we only realised this was weird like a year ago, but we'd go, hmm. can we get a happy meal with double chips? Like it would be a happy meal with just two portions of chips and nothing else. As in, because we couldn't have chicken nuggets. Oh my God. So we wanted the toy and everything. So it'd be a happy meal. With two portions of chips. It would be, say, couldn't get a happy meal with double chips. How old were you? We were like, well, from age like four to like whatever age you stop eating happy meals. Happy meals. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. What age is that? What age did you stop eating happy meals? I don't know. Because then we went to a thing called a veggie melt. Mm. But then they stopped doing that. Then it was spicy bean burger. And I don't even, that's not even vegan. I don't even know what they do now. The fucking dipper thing. Yeah, McDonald's needs to get, they need to get a grip, really. <laughs> <laughs> they need to sort their fucking lives out. Grow up. Is this interesting? No, I want to leave. <laughs> okay, let's do it. But did you say what your dream meal, I think I interrupted with double chips, though. Dream meal is like a big old roast dinner, but... No, no, not dream meal, dream burger. What's your burger? Yeah, my burger go-to at the moment would be the plant-based Whopper. I'm just really liking it. And I love the Royale as well. Maybe we should do that in our next live. Have the plant-based Whoppers. Oh my God. I want the Royale though. Well, you know what me and my boyfriend did was that we got... (laughs) Why is this the the longest conversation we've ever had (laughs) on the podcast? (laughs) Never gone so in depth. In this episode, we'll be unpacking KFC. (laughs) We'll be unpacking the menu at Burger King. Stay tuned. (laughs) What is your order? (laughs) Basically, we would order three things. We'd order three meals and then have one each and then split the third. So maybe we should do that if you're down to do that. So what would you get? The Whopper, the Royale and a thing? So at the moment, I would I would eat a full Whopper. I don't know what else is at Burger King. I've, I literally stepped foot in a Burger King for the first time like a month ago. <laughs> I would eat the full Whopper and then I'd have half the Royale. Because I do love the Royale. That's fun. And then what would your boyfriend get for his? I think he's into the Whopper at the moment. Got it. Veegs. Oh, he's getting the Veegs Whopper. Yeah. A humble king. He's saving the planet one boyfriend at a time. This is just a... Com- we should just do this off the podcast now. Okay, well, if you don't hear from us... Assume that we're eating waffles. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com